Alright, hey guys, what's up? I just wanted to come in before the episode starts and say, um, Trent's audio while I was recording was very low and I did not pick it up until about halfway through the episode and I am very sorry about that so I tried my best to splice up his audio and make it a little bit louder. Um, so it might be in certain in instances but it might get really quiet so I'm really sorry and top that off my breathing is atrocious it's really bad in the first like five minutes and I have music covering it the best I could um, so I'm really sorry about that that's totally my bad um, I was just so pumped to talk about doing with Trent and um, but yeah I like I said um, the audio is gonna be a little bit wacky here on this one I totally screwed the pooch on this and I did my best to fix it but um, I still hope you guys enjoy it um, please give it a listen. It's really fun. It's really great. Talking about a good friend of mine about one of the best movies that I've seen in my entire life. So, alright. Uh, enjoy this episode, and I'll catch you guys in the next one. Alright, what's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the Egg Tour Podcast. Uh, today, it's going to be me. Uh, Victor is not here today. He's out of the country being lame and enjoying his life or whatever. But today, I am joined by a very esteemed guest, a good friend of mine, Trenton Woodbeck. Why don't you uh, introduce yourself to the audience, Trent? Uh, hello, I'm Trenton. Uh, so, I'm still major, uh, still same college seasons at AU, and uh, I'm very excited to be here. Sweet. Um, we are very excited to have you here. I know I am, because um, you are actually the one that got me anticipated for Doom in the, Dune in the first place, which is what we will be discussing today. Um, tw- Dune is 2021's, one of 2021's most anticipated films, uh, directed by Denis Villeneuve, which I did not know that's how you actually pronounce his name, but it is about, to give it a little brief synopsis, it's about a chosen one type character uh, played by Timothy Chalamet. Um, his character's name is Paul Atreides, and it's essentially a political and like social allegory, I would say, about uh, these royal families that are battling over a specific uh, good called Spice, which is pretty much the do or die good in this universe. And you kind of see how this all plays out for the Atreides and then other uh, royal families within this universe. So. Um, all right, Trent. Let's talk. Let's start with uh, what you anticipated today, or not today, but when we uh, when we we saw it Thursday. Actually, I should preface this. And uh, um, yeah, let me. I want to know your thoughts before we went in because we didn't really talk about it too much on the on the drive over. Um, I don't know. I I expected amazing visuals and an excellent score, which obviously we got with uh, Denis uh, and you know Hans Zimmer's amazing score. Right. And heard that it was very slow um, and that it was more of a one act and the first part of act two of a larger movie and uh, I so I anticipated that and I loved every part of it awesome um, I actually so Trent and I Trent was the one that told me about this movie and I saw stills for it and I was like huh Timothy Chalamet in a Denis Villeneuve movie um, it's about it's a pretty big sci-fi flick or story, and I had no clue about it. So, I watched the first trailer. I was sorely confused by the first trailer. Um, 
But uh, after that first trailer, I was kind of hooked. I was intrigued. Uh, it was mostly curiosity that got me in the theater in anticipation just because, like I said, I had no clue about it. I told Trent on the drive over, or the day before, too, I was like, I have no idea what's going on outside of the fact that the main character's name is Paul. And that kind of made me mad because the year in this universe is, like, what, 10,191, I think it was? So I was like, really? Your name is Paul in the year 10,000? You couldn't come up with a better name than that? But I digress. Um, but yeah, I had no clue about any of it. I only, I didn't even know Hans Zimmer was scoring this movie, first of all, until like the first, until like a week out. I was like, oh, so it's Hans Zimmer scoring this, directed by Denis Villeneuve. And I didn't even know it was Greg Frazier who did the cinematography on this movie who also did, um, he did Rogue One, which is my favorite Star Wars movie alone, and he also did, he's going to be doing The Batman in 2022, so those two movies alone have me obsessed with what Greg Frazier has done in the past and what he's going to do in the future, so, um, but yeah, that's, that was like our anticipated thoughts for it, I guess. We were, we were, oh, go ahead, sorry. I was going <laughs> to say, like, my introduction to Dune was, I actually, I forgot where I was, but a while, I, a while ago, I was told, oh, like, Dune is a really good book, like, you should read it. I forgot who told me that, but I was like, oh, okay, and I kind of had that in the back of my mind. And then when that first trailer dropped, I said, I need to read this now, because I am so excited. <laughs> right. Uh, and so then I did, and I, I remember I was telling my dad, telling my brother, I, to I was telling everyone I knew as I was reading it, I was like, you guys should read this book. The movie's going to be insane. The book is insane. I, I'm in love, and uh, yeah, here we are, and the movie was, in fact, insane. It was. Um, this, th What was the original date pre-COVID? I actually don't know that off the top of my head, but was it was it a summer 20... I feel like it was supposed to be a summer 2021 movie, which would make a lot of sense. This would have been an amazing summer blockbuster, but I also think this was a great way to kick off the fall movie season. Um, I had... Um, at the announcement of this movie, I didn't even know it was a book series, so I was like, oh, what, what is this? And um, I had once I found out it was a book series, I was like, oh, that's fine. I mean, that's cool. It's another book-to-movie adaptation. And I had – I mean, I wanted to read the books, but um, I was not – I was pretty hesitant to read the books just because I haven't read a book in, like, 10 years for fun, which is sad to say. <laughs> um, but – as I as we walked out of the theater, or no, when the credits started rolling, I literally looked at Trent and I told him I was like, "I'm going home and I'm buying the box set of these so I can read these books immediately." And what'd you do as soon as you got home, Ethan? Uh, well, I didn't buy all six because I'll I did buy the first three in a poster because <laughs> all six were a hundred dollars. Didn't know that books could get that high, but. Um, I'm, I'm happy. I actually just started reading the first book on, I think it was Saturday. I'm like 60 pages deep. It's very interesting. There's minor differences from the book to, um, movie, but Denis Villeneuve is actually a big, big, big Dune, um, supporter, fan, yeah, fan, that's the word, and, um, he originally read the book when he was, I think, 14, right? I think so. That's what I, I've been watching interviews with him, and he's it's amazing. <laughs> yeah, it's amazing how in awe he is of this universe and how much, like, this is essentially just a passion project for him, and he did a great job. Uh, 
And I agree. I as soon as I heard like Denis was directing it, I had just got off of watching Blade Runner twenty forty nine, and I was like, I cannot wait to see his vision come to life. Right. And it was spectacular. And like you said, there are differences between the book and the movie. Um, uh, there's I know I don't think you've gotten to it yet in the book, but there's a there's a big banquet scene that takes place that is I think very important for Paul's character as well as uh, the Duke's character. Um, and obviously they couldn't fit everything into the movie, and uh, it's already two and a half hours and only the first part. First um, half of the first part. First half, yeah. <laughs> uh, but I did recently see a picture online of Rebecca Ferguson in a red dress. So apparently they did shoot the banquet scene. So I'm like, oh really? Hopefully we get some sort of director's cut where we can see that because I think that would just be incredible. I feel like that's inevitable because Denis, um, I think there's a director's cut of 2049 if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm not entirely sure on that. I have to fact check myself, but yeah, I would. I mean. I don't even know. I have, I have not come across that scene in particular, but what you've said of it, I would love to see it on the screen. But um, but yeah, we should jump into our overall thoughts with with uh, this movie. W- would you like for me to lead lead the way, lead yeah, us through the desert? Okay. Um, so, like I said, I didn't know anything behind this movie outside of the fact that Timothy Chalamet, Zendaya. And the this star-studded cast was going to be in this, so um, my overall thoughts of this whole entire movie was absolutely fantastic. Yes, it's slower, but I've been telling people that it does a ton of world building. Like, um, it it has to set up this amazing spectacle of a universe and how grand it is, and you really get a scale of that through looking at the size of the spacecraft, looking at the the sandworm. First of all, that worm is huge, and you see like. They really put into size and scale how big certain planets are. Like, you see Arrakis, and it is just this massive, massive planet, and it just makes all of their ships look so insignificant. And it's kind of insane what Denis, how he captured this, this kind of... It is incredibly impressive. Yeah, like, this, this spectacle of a, of a story. Um, I think the costume design was very well done. I mean, I couldn't... Obviously, now that I've seen a movie, going to a book, I have the images of these characters from the movie into the book now. But um, I, I think I don't. I honestly could not imagine it <laughs> any other way. I, I, as I as before before uh, watching this, um, I think I think Timothy Chalamet does a really good job as Paul, based on what I've read. I think he captures it very well. Um, I like the relationship between Oscar Isaac's uh, Duke Leto Atreides and Rebecca Ferguson's uh, Jessica Atreides. Um, Jason Momoa is great as Duncan Idaho. He's he's your typical bro bro uh, bro character that can really be stern. Yeah, I think he's great. Um, Josh Brolin's character. I'm kind of interested in his character because he's kind of a lot <laughs> in this movie. Yeah. Um. So something I watched it was on YouTube, so technically it's not like spoilers or anything. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a, a scar on his face that like I noticed, but I didn't remember in the book. He's actually given that scar by the Harkonnens. So when he's talking to Paul and saying, you know, the Harkonnens are brutal, which I also that should be in the trailer, I believe. 
I think it is. Talking to Paul, talking about the Harkonnen, uh, like you know, his passion is really there because he's almost died for them. Mm. His he has a lot of backstory in his character. Yeah, you you could definitely see that with. Like when I watched that my the first time oh because we both watched it twice I guess I should have said that <laughs> we both watched it twice and it released on the twenty first I believe yeah but um we each watched it we watched it together Thursday and then separately we watched it again Friday yes at different theaters but um when I watched it that first time you kind of hear that anger that that I don't know if it was necessarily fear maybe maybe like. Fear of me- like the memory and stuff like that, but you can fear for Paul because he doesn't know if Paul's ready for that kind of danger. Right, you you can see it in his eyes, particularly and definitely his voice. Josh Brolin is a great actor. I mean, I've seen him in only superhero movies, but other movies he does a great job. Um, but uh, he he did a great job as this kind of like more so he was like a like a brother figure just like Jason Momoa's Duncan Idaho but Jason Josh Brolin's uh Gurney Halleck was more of a stern like you need to be ready because anything could happen and you see um uh Duncan or not Duncan Oscar Isaac's character Duke Duke Atreides he uh he kind of hints at that i i think that's in the trailers like how important it is for Paul's preparedness for what's going to happen to them I'm pretty sure it is in the trailers. And if it's not, I mean, it's not like we're talking about, like, story spoilers. Right. It's kind of character stuff. Exactly. Um, uh, I guess, yeah, I mean, I think the pacing, even for how slow this movie was, I think the pacing was great. Looking at how the dreams were envisioned, how... Yeah, the dreams and the visions were, I thought that was really well. Yes, I am interested in that. Um, just the, like I said, the spectacle and capturing just the smallest details to show you the scale of this like there's a one scene um and paul's walking on the beach of caladan i mean i think that's that was actually the first image i saw um pre pre pre-trailer and he's walking and he just puts his hand through the water and it's super simple super minute it did not need to make the final movie but it just shows you the significance of the planet to the atreides and like how paul is just kind of like Taking it all in for one last time because anything could happen. Yeah. Um, Definitely, the visuals are stunning. But I think my favorite shot in the movie, um, it's pretty early on, um, but there's uh, this religious group called the Bene Gesserit, and they're coming to Caldan. And the ship, when it's landing, it's raining, it's at night, and the ship is landing, and it's just casting these gorgeous white, li- uh, white lights. Mm. Contrast with the black and the the wear, like you said, the costume design of the Bene Gesserit is just—it's one of the most beautiful things I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> like just, just all around the way that he illuminated everything, and uh, there's a good breakdown of uh, the Dom Jabbar scene uh, that Denny did, where he's talking about the different um, parallels between Paul and the Reverend Mother, where he's trying to envision this oppression that the Reverend Mother is giving Paul. And this is all, you know, it's not spoilers. Uh, and it's, uh, it's done so well. You can tell that he really, really had passion for this. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> In that same interview, actually, I really like how... Because we both watched that. It was a Vanity Fair interview, I believe. Yeah. And um, the uh, Denise was talking about how the Reverend Mother, she had that... Uh, what was it? The... The, like that veil over her face, right? 
and I really liked how he kept it over her face because it creates this sense of like mystery for her, but also it like kind of creates this power behind that mystery, which I really I'm very glad he kept that because originally he was gonna take it off, but um. And I actually I saw uh someone made a little fan thing where they compared the Dune from 1984, I believe, uh, and the this Dune. Uh, and they just pretty much recreated the trailer for it using shots from the old movie and you know the trailer, and it has the Reverend Mother and she doesn't have a veil on her face and they just kind of look like they're just standing there talking. Where with the veil on, like you said, there's just mysterious power. It's it's much more intense of a scene. Mm-hmm, exactly, and I liked how those scenes in particular were shot extremely close up because it creates this uncomfort. Or discomfort, uncomfort, discomfort, <laughs> um, in the audience, and you feel that tension of that scene. I just thought that was spectacular. That that scene was amazing. And actually, in that interview again, and Vanity Fair, he said that was what the first scene they shot, right? Yes. That was. Could you imagine just walking on set like that and being like, "Okay, we're gonna shoot probably one of the biggest scenes of the movie, uh, right now, right. your first day." Welcome to I, set. Go ahead, everybody. But like the the cast just absolutely crushes it. Oh yeah, it's star-studded. Absolutely insane. All of the performances are just perfect. Right. And um, so I actually another thing that I wanted to think of uh, was during that Gamjabar scene uh, when he has his hand in the box. Actually, never mind. I'm not going to talk about that. That's <laughs> no. I'll stop there. You're fine. Um. Shoot, I've been rambling. You can go ahead. Let's let's hear your thoughts. I've just been spewing my brain right now. Go ahead. Um, I don't. I just I just loved watching the world come to life and seeing the story unfold. Um, I thought the men casts were done really really well and kind of perfectly alluded to without having to ex- sit down and explain to the audience like what a men cat is. Um, where in the first scene with uh surfer. Surfer, I believe is his name, um, and Leto, he, the space field's coming down and saying, like, oh, how much did it cost to have him travel here, and he just quickly flips his eyes up and does the calculation. It, it's a little nod to, you know, there aren't computers in this world. Mm-hmm. Everything is done by the mentats, who are just incredibly powerfully smart individuals. Right. And so I thought that they were done pretty well, because when I was reading, I was like, alright, that's kind of interesting, and then you know, the way that they're marked with the just the little black spot on their lip to tell you when you're looking at someone for a mentat, I thought was pretty cool. Right. Yeah, I liked I liked the subtleties in this too. Like just the like you said, the mentats. I was like the first time I watched I was like, Oh that's that's interesting. Their eyes just kinda went white. That was cool. Um the yeah, this movie's just riddled with subtleties, but they do a great job. Like it's not spoon fed to you, but it's enough like you're not like okay here's your abcs it's like okay we're gonna give you this idea show you an example you better figure it out kind of thing um i think one thing that the movie did flawlessly well and i have examples on examples is that it teased these tiny things and then it got people interested in reading the book yeah because i've already given out my two copies of the book for people to read oh you gave out both yeah. <laughs> <Everyone> <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> and uh, and then you you bought one. You know, like people are seeing this movie, seeing how incredible the world is, and they want more before the next movie comes out. 
Oh yeah, I, I cannot wait. Yeah, cause yeah. Speaking of the next movie, uh, they just announced Dune Part Two, uh, for October twenty twenty three. So, go out and watch this movie, cause you're gonna love it. I hope at least. If you like sci fi dramas, uh, dystopian kind of things, you're gonna like this. But um, oh shoot, I had something else that I wanted to say before I forgot. But um, shoot, but. Oh no, you're um, fine. I don't think uh, anymore. I just kind of go. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, but like aside from just how incredible like it looks, because I feel like that's what we've been talking about a lot. It looks really good, mm-hmm. um, and the characters are developed really well. The story itself is a very interesting story too. Oh yeah. Um, and I don't want to talk too much about it because I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't seen. Um, but it. It is very intriguing. It's not your typical, like, oh, you're the chosen one, you're the hero, you're going to defeat the bad guy. It's very, it's much more mysterious. And even though he is, like you said, it's a chosen one type uh, when you're describing it, uh, it's very mysterious in the story and it's it's done very well. Right. Um, I feel like that's all I can say. It's done very well, but, you know, I don't want to get too deep into it. I know. I It's so tough talking about this movie without spoilers. Um, so with that chosen one thing, just to piggyback off of that, uh, um, Star Wars is actually inspired by this. I'm sure you knew this. I didn't know this going in. Um, a lot of sci-fi stories have been inspired by this, like Star Wars and Star Trek. Yeah, uh, I think Lord of the Rings took inspo from this very slightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but the chosen one thing, it's, obviously that's a big part, like, Paul Atreides, if x y and z doesn't happen or x y and z has happened to you um other things will happen but it's it feels like a smaller piece of the puzzle like paul atreides being the chosen one isn't the biggest concern of this universe to me as of right now that's what i think and i think that's amazing like like in the star wars saga or uh saga yeah saga um they're so focused on like luke skywalker anakin ray them being like this pinnacle character was kind of like just the big thing for them i guess outside of like oh the death star blowing up stuff like that but there was for dune there's bigger forces and problems at hand and um oh it's a bit more complex yes Uh, there's a lot more and like i said it's not just like in star wars you know there's the there's the jedi and there's the sith or there's the republic and there's the empire uh, but in this, there's there's different houses of factions. It's almost like you know Game of Thrones. I haven't seen Game of Thrones. You have, so you can correct me if I'm wrong. But to me, it seems like it's like a galactic Game of Thrones. Oh yes, I I was gonna say it is it is sci-fi's Game of Thrones. Um, yeah. I was driving on the way home tonight, and I was actually thinking like, yeah, Dune is sci-fi's Game of Thrones. Like, it's so complex. Not to like shit on Star Wars, cause like I we love Star Wars. Yeah, we yeah, like, I'm not saying, oh, Dune is better because, like, I actually have to turn my brain on when I watch this, not for Star Wars. Um, uh, uh, no, like, Dune's great, Star Wars is great, but with Dune, there's just other levels to it, and it it's supposed to be, because um, in the, I've seen a couple interviews with Denis, and he says it's about, like, based on what Frank Herbert did, it's a, uh, it's supposed to be, like I said, a political allegory of humanity and 
pretty much its superiority without what is it AIs and stuff like that kind of like like a love letter to humanity almost I don't know it was it was very complex I was too hyped up on Dune uh, crumbs yeah Dune crumbs at the time so yeah. I know you just, once you get down a rabbit hole I know uh, last night we were talking we both have just been listening to the score <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm driving home from work I'm like yes Dreams of Arrakis, please. Right, or Holy War, which Holy that War. scene, I wa- rewatched that specific scene, and I'm like, damn. Timothy Chardonnay, he knows how to act in that scene. So um, he, he did a good job in that scene. Um, He really, he ate it up, I'm not going to lie. Um, There was, oh, I did watch another interview. I don't remember who it was with, but it was the whole ensemble cast minus Jason Momoa. And they they really talked about like just the spectacle of it for for them even as these big stars because they were even like there's other big stars here and like and just the spectacle of it just the idea behind this movie and they were just really star studded and the fact that Denis is like like we said it's his passion project they were all inspired by that and jumped on to do this and I think that's great that these actors are that on board with what Denis has to offer for this, especially for Oscar Isaac after being in another saga for his for Poe Dameron and Star Wars and being kind of yeah. screwed over in my opinion. But anyways, that's a that's another <laughs> rabbit hole. Yeah, for real. Um, but yeah, no, I I think this was great. This this movie is amazing. I I don't think that our generation has really seen well. I guess Lord of the Rings, I guess, would be the closest thing outside of yeah. Star Wars. But then again, Star Wars was taking inspiration. Right, but this 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 universe is going to be something special, I think. And I'm yeah. so glad I can finally watch something like this go on. I mean, MCU, stuff like that. But this, I don't know, this just seems different. This, this to me, like, I'm, the MCU, I think, is... Like more fun, you know what I mean? Oh yeah. Like, and not to say that one movie is better than another, although right now Dune is my favorite movie of all time. Mm-hmm. It's gonna stay that way for probably a while. Um, right. Uh, but with Dune, it's I think it takes itself much more serious. Like there are funny parts in there. You can you can chuckle uh, at um, Jason Momoa and you know the way he acts and everything, but it's definitely much more serious where they're not cracking jokes even after something's gone down or in Avengers but they're like oh you know let's go get pizza I don't know um no I I know what you mean I agree with that and this the way that it's all done in Dune with the characters and how they all interact with each other it's just uh in the I think it was the Vanity Fair interview um, Denny was saying, like, if he had a question about what might go down, he would immediately go back to the book and mm-hmm. start reading. And he had a panel of people that, you know, were reading the book. And so that way they wanted it to be very true and honor Frank Herbert. If he could see this movie, he would say, like, that was my vision. Right. So, yeah, I mean, I like we've been talking how good this was. I, I've been thinking there, before this and. I'm trying to find something that I didn't like. I guess it would be the action, but that's just because this movie didn't have any, and that was in part due to the world building and the universe setup and what's to come. But 
I, I, I truly am having a hard time trying to nitpick and find problems with this, but it's kind of it's kind of tough. The only problem I had was how gross they made the Harkonnens, but that's okay because well, that's, the that's like how they're described. Yeah, like they are vile. <laughs> yeah, I, I saw a a clip of the original Dune movie, which by the way there was a '84, I think, like you said, a Dune movie, and they made the Harkonnens all just redheads, and I feel like that's just not okay. <laughs> I, I I was like creeped out, but also I like how all of the Harkonnens are shaved. They are clean scalp humans. In this one? Uh, or in the old one? In, in this one. In this one. Um, all the Harkonnens are all bald. Um, and it's it's a little like weird to first look at, but uh, eventually you're like, oh, that's like how the Harkonnens do things. Is like the Baron's pretty evil and vile and He's gonna impose his tyranny over everyone, so everyone has the same haircut. Right. Yeah. Um. I think Dave Bautista is gonna steal it. As what's his character's name, by the way? I don't remember. <laughs> <laughs> because I'm reading the book, and there's a nephew in it, but yeah, I don't think. Oh, that is him. Yeah. I thought that was some different character, or that is actually him. Robin. Okay. Raban. Maybe I'm just dumb when I'm reading that book. I don't know. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's the nephew. Okay, gotcha. Which makes a lot of sense because he was kind of jerking off the Baron throughout the throughout the movie, and then obviously yeah. in the book too. But but yeah. Um. So what are you what are you most anticipated for going in? I mean, have you you finished the, only the first book, correct? So you can't yeah. really. Can't I really started the second book, but I haven't gotten through it yet. Um, but yeah, I have finished the first book. Uh, I don't know. It's hard to say what I'm anticipated for without like spoiling what happens. Right. In this one. Um, but I I am very excited to see. There's a bit more action in the second one, uh, and Denia said that himself. He said, you know, the second one's going to be a bit more faster paced now that he's done a lot of the groundwork with world building. And obviously, there's still a lot more world building to come. Uh, they just allude to certain things uh, in this one, and I don't know. It's I, I just am so excited. Like going into this first one, I was like, I don't know exactly where it's gonna, like, how much of the story is gonna get through, but I'm excited. I know it's gonna look good. It's gonna sound good, and it's gonna blow me away. I'm just as excited for the second part. Sweet. I mean. Like I said, I knew nothing, still pretty much don't know anything about this. So I guess my board, my, my slate, my board, whatever you want to call it, it's I'm, I'm ready for everything. I'm interested in the Bene Gesserit. I'm interested in Paul Atreides, where he's going. I heard rumors about Duncan Idaho's character, so I'm very interested in him. I want to know more about the Fremen as well. Um, I guess everything. Like I said, I just want to know everything about this. And I guess that's my hyperfixation speaking. Um, Self-diagnosed, self by the way. <laughs> but everything is looking great so far. Dune has set up a wonderful, wonderful universe. And part yeah. two is going to... Okay, problem. Now that I bring it up, uh, Dune, this movie should have been marketed as a part one. And I think that's all Warner Brothers' fault, in my opinion. Be I think they were being very clever with the marketing and getting everyone very, very excited to see it and just calling it Dune. 
and then because in the theater when it pulls up on the screen it says Dune Part One. Like it's not that's just true. called Dune. Like the title in the movie is Dune Part One. Uh, so I think they got everyone very excited, wanted to see it, got them into the theater, and then we're like, yeah, it's also it's Part One. That's and true. So I think people that weren't suspecting it now know that you know there's more that they have to go see. Right. Where if they if it was just called Part One the first time, maybe if someone who didn't know anything, maybe they would be like. Oh, if it's called Part One, I'll just wait for both parts to come out, and then I'll see them together. That's that's my only thought. Why they might have done that, or they're just dumb. They could be. Just, <laughs> they could be that too. <laughs> I didn't want to shit on you like that, but they could just no, be dumb no, too. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, because I we were like an hour and a half deep. No, maybe two. And I looked at my phone. Well, I looked at my phone for the time, not because like I was like, oh, I want to get out of the theater, but like. Yeah. There, because yeah, because I was curious. I was like, we're in like the second to third act, and there's a couple things that are in the trailers, and I'm like, wait, there's more. Because for me, Fishbrain, I forgot it's a part one, and I didn't realize it's a part. There's a part two coming, but I was like, wow, they're they're really gonna leave you dry there. I even knew actually going in that it was a part one. I'm just dumb, I guess. Right, I guess. Um. Uh, oh, I, the, I will say something I'm very anticipating and excited for in part two. Uh, the lead is actually going to be Zendaya's character Chani. They're gonna like obviously Paul is still going to be a very important character, mm. but um, I've heard that Chani is going to be more of uh like the main like you're going to follow her more. Gotcha. That's going to be really cool. Yeah, I think I like how they bait and switch you. Like, yeah, we got Zendaya. Psych. And then she's pretty much mostly in the... Uh, is that spoil? Uh, uh, no. I mean, it's, uh, in the, it's in the description, right? I don't know. She's mostly in Visions. She's in like 20 yes. minutes of the movie. <laughs> that's like, that's all you need. To, I'd say 20 minutes tops. And yeah. that's pushing it. <laughs> and that is pushing it. Because Jenna asked me, she was like... Uh, how much is Zendaya in it? And I was like, uh, well, you know, I w- she's in the movie. She's uh, in the movie. The thing, like, I saw a thing recently that people were like, oh, fans are very, like, upset that Zendaya's not in it as much. But I remember hearing a thing back before the movie came out that, like, Zendaya did all of her filming in one day. <laughs> Wait, all of her scenes were in one day? Yeah. Wow. Good for her. <laughs> yeah, so she cranked out all of her scenes in one day. And so I heard that originally. I was like, oh, so she's going to be in it kind of, you know, at a smaller amount. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess people didn't really take that into consideration. <laughs> <laughs> well, to be fair, I feel like a lot of people actually, didn't most of, yeah, most of the world didn't, doesn't hyper fixate on things like we do. Because <laughs> uh, <Yeah. laughs> um, going back to Zendaya's things, it's uh, they in that group interview that I watched. They, uh, I think the interviewer asked them what it was like seeing them all on set. Like, everybody, in, in terms of all of them, everybody, like, the big cast, they were all like, mm-hmm. we didn't actually shoot with everybody all the time because, obviously, movies don't bring, all right, we're going to shoot yeah. in chronological order and everybody has to right. be here. Um, we're going to, but Zendaya was like, yeah, we, me and Javier, Javier Bardem, mm-hmm. who plays, what's his name? Stilgar. Stilgar. Yeah, Stilgar in the movie. She was like, yeah, we were there in and out. We it was kind of she was like it was kind of weird to jump on set with uh Jason Momoa, Oscar, Timothy, Rebecca, 
see them all on there and us are kind of we're kind of like hey and it was but i mean the chemistry's there you can see it based on the scenes that have been there chemistry's great i i think this this cast is gonna kill it so Mm -hmm. one like small thing that it's it literally it's not like actually part of the movie it's just a small little nod that i don't know if it was intentional but i picked up on um in the movie light spoiler just like just a single line josh brolin's character like is talking about stilgar and he mentions he says like oh i don't really like him uh josh brolin and javier javier bardem they were uh opposites in no country for old men so i thought that was kind of cool no country for old men yeah, oh that's a that's a coen brothers movie it's really good if you haven't seen it okay um, it's a western uh, but yeah, they like Javi, uh, yeah Javier Bardem and uh, Josh Brolin play like protagonist antagonist in that movie. So when he says it in doing like, "Oh, I don't like him" or "I don't trust him," I was like, "That's kind of funny." <laughs> that is pretty funny. I like that. I like seeing actor actors. History. Yeah, exactly. I was gonna say I like actor history. It it makes it intriguing because it mm-hmm. it kind of adds on to the current iterations of who they're playing right now. Right. Like, um, I know, obviously, completely different characters. I was like, oh, man, I just, I like that little nod. Like, I get it. I understand. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I feel like, I think we should close out with, okay, if you don't think that what we said should get you in the, get, oh, by the way, before we close this out, um, watch this movie on the biggest screen possible, like Denis yes, has please. said. Um, obviously, if you're comfortable, go out to the theater put money into an IMAX or if you don't have the money go watch it in a standard screen but um we both watch it in IMAX Emax depending yeah. on yeah we both watch it on an IMAX screen both times and I can, let me tell you the sound the visual it's I I found I actually wanted to tell you this I've been forgetting uh I forgot I was watching a movie <laughs> when <laughs> the first time I was like oh shit uh this is a movie I'm not actually yeah. like there it it's so it encap entrances you yeah it's kind of crazy how that happened maybe that's just me being weird but I was like bro what what's going on I know when a movie can actually transport you to another world like I think that's one of the highest like. It's cinema. It's simply it's cinema. cinema. It's, it's simply cinema. cinema. That's what it is. Uh, one of the highest uh, praises you can give is the fact that you forgot you were watching a movie. Like, that's how you know it's it's just perfection. Oh yeah, it was top tier. But um, but yeah, watch it on a big screen. If you don't feel comfortable or don't have the money to go to a the theater right now, HBO Max, fourteen ninety nine a month. Honestly, pretty worth it. Me, Trent, and a few other people split it right now. Um, get a couple. Oh yeah, I mean, watch it. Watch it any way you can because this this is an event. This this movie is definitely an event in cinematic history. Um, Honestly, like even setting aside my personal biases and love for this movie, it genuinely is a incredible film. Like the cast is awesome, the visuals are stunning. Like I do have love for it and. Maybe it's more of a passion, and you know, uh, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know. I'm pretty bad with words. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, unconditional love, I guess. I don't know. I I just I, I'm very biased towards loving this movie, but objectively, it is 
incredible and i think it's a movie that as many people should see it right for sure um but uh if you don't take our word for it we're actually going to read a few letterbox reviews because i've seen a couple and uh they're pretty funny i actually want to pull some up because i found them on twitter before before we jump into yours trent Mm-hmm. because this is i saw them on twitter and i was like these are funny i want to read them to trenton live on the air the first time i would say i have not seen any of them or heard any of them so i'm excited um shit i gotta find them <laughs> wait <laughs> hold on one second i gotta pull them up yeah i gotta so this <laughs> so this one is uh by letterbox user bernie and bust I think he has um, the mask. Jim Carrey's the mask character. His face on the Hulk as his profile picture. So well done. <laughs> um, this isn't necessarily a review. It's more of just a meme, I guess. Yeah. Um, it says, oops, I fucked a witch. And now our son has anxiety. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know why they decided to say that, but I thought that was pretty funny. I mean, um, no, it's. It's not uh, wrong. It's, it's not wrong. It's not wrong. Which, if you haven't seen it, it it doesn't make sense yet. But you'll you'll understand. Right. Um. I have another one. It's not a review. It's more of just kind of a funny story. It's by user EZNDR. Um. She said the guy sitting next to us in the theater was definitely making a bootleg, and I hope that when people watch it on one, two, three movies and get to the scene where the sandworm first appears, they hear my boyfriend say the forbidden butthole, <laughs> <laughs> which. It's not wrong. I mean, it's it's in the trailer. It does look like a yeah. butthole. I mean, how else are you supposed to do a sandworm? You know, I I <laughs> I, I don't disagree. A worm is yeah. literally just a mouth and an anus. So right. it is what it is. Um, that was funny. I like that. Yeah. Um. Do you have any? Do you have any you'd like to share with the class? Um. The only one I can see that is very accurate and i don't know mine i'm on letterbox right now and uh the two things that are pretty funny uh one people are making jokes about paul's name um, right and also this guy said or this girl reviewed by kira says everybody's making jokes about paul's name and not duncan idaho (laughs) (laughs) that is pretty funny on my second viewing i did take a second to stop and be like you know idaho is an interesting last name but, yeah <laughs> you know cinematic uh or not cinematic but you know um galactic story for his name to be duncan idaho it is kind of interesting yeah no like it's ten thousand one ninety one. you can't tell me that idaho still exists out of all of the united states of america idaho is still there what do they got potatoes they, they are known for the potatoes that that's that's absurd um, I've got another one by 24 Frames of Nick. Uh, he said, if I could fuck a movie, I'd fuck this movie, which is valid. Yeah, yeah, that, I can't disagree. Um, this movie is just, it's just. It's cinema. Cool. It's simply cinema. Cinema. Um, do you have one more you'd like to leave off for the class before uh, we close no, this out? I kind of saw the good ones. Uh, I saw a few of the ones that you were reading. I, I liked them. Um. Oh, people just talking about uh, how thirsty they were. <laughs> I got a 4D experience by forgetting to drink water today, and watching this made me extremely dehydrated. 
<laughs> yeah. When you're on a desert planet, yeah, it's going to make you thirsty. Yeah, I mean, uh, okay, before we before we close this out, I think the still suits are dope. I think they're the coolest yeah. things. If somebody doesn't make one soon, I'm going to blow up the planet. That is a threat. I will be Paul for Halloween 2022. <laughs> that is confirmed. That is confirmed. Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, do you have any any last words you'd like to share with the with the um, audience? I think I'm all good. Uh, thank you again for having me on, Ethan. Uh, I love talking about this movie with you. Uh, I hope um, I inspired at least one person listening to see the movie. Of course. And, uh, yeah. You're an esteemed guest. I hope to have you back on here soon. We we have 2022 and 23. If we if this podcast is going on that long, it is jam packed with comic book movies. Uh, let alone, I mean, Dune's coming out now in 2023. So we'll have you on again. Um, I really appreciate you for getting me hooked on this insane universe because you are welcome this is absurd how bad i am glad i have someone to share my obsession with now (laughs) like you you don't know how painful it was back when i was the only person i knew who read the book i was like guys please someone read this like it's so good i need to talk about it well i i was gonna read it but i was like "Eh, i'll get to it but now i'm like i'm gonna read it um i saw online a girl read the book in a night front to back i was like you're insane that is I don't know how she did that. Yeah, I don't know how she did it either, but props to her. Mad props. For real. Um, anyways, yeah, I mean, thanks for hopping on, Trent. Like I said, thank you guys for listening. I really appreciate it. I hope um, I didn't word vomit too much just because this movie is going – this movie was a spectacle, and it's very, very personal to me now. Um, <laughs> it's it's great. I Like I said, I recommend everybody – uh, not walk, but sprint to a theater and watch this masterpiece of a movie. Um, but yeah, I think we're going to leave it off here before it gets too long. Um, appreciate everybody listening. Um, stay tuned for next week's episode. I'm not sure what Victor and I have planned, but yeah, it's going to be a good one because these podcasts are always good. I don't care what you guys say. Just kidding. I love what you guys say. Uh, these podcasts are great and fun. So um, yeah. Uh, We'll catch you guys in the next one. Have a good one, guys.